Greetings, and welcome to the Pampering Myself podcast, an advocacy for self-care. We'll laugh, we'll cry, and most importantly, we'll learn that you can't pour from an empty cup. You'll hear stories, interviews, and conversations which will empower you in living your best life. Greetings, podcast listeners. I hope you guys are living well, wearing your masks, and following the CDC guidelines. Now, if you're sitting on a fence about getting that vaccine or totally against it, please reconsider. We have lost way too many people to this virus. And even though it's not 100%, it can minimize the effects. Now, I have to admit, I was on the fence. I was in that wait and see mode myself. But as the number of people begin to get this vaccine, and especially my family members, I was convinced in the safety of the vaccine. And with much prayer and faith over the whole situation, I gave in. And I'm happy to say that I got my second shot on April 21st. Now, although the CDC has updated their guidelines, I'm sure you all heard, I'm still wearing my mask. And my gloves, especially when I go into a grocery store where you have to put your hands on those buggies. And I have always, even pre-COVID, worn gloves when I pump my gas. So I encourage you, especially at a gas station, to use um, gloves. You don't have to be as obsessive as I am about it. But that's what I do. Gloves and masks all the way. Now, now that that's what's out the way, what has been going on? I took a month off from the podcast because, well, I got a lot going on. I'm working on a whole bunch of stuff. And so I needed that time to kind of like get myself together. But foremost, this podcast is my baby and it helps me stay focused on my health. As soon as I get my other stuff together, I'll share it with you all. So I'm excited about today's topic. It's a new series titled Longevity. Yes, because we all want to live long and prosper. But more importantly, it's all about the quality of life, the mental, physical, and the spiritual that really matters. So in this series, I'll be sharing the science behind living a long and healthy life. Now, the title of this episode in Longevity It's called Longevity, A Different Perspective. And why did I title this A Different Perspective? Because I want to share what the research says about some of the simple things we have control over that can make a big difference in our life with just a little bitty effort. Nothing new. If you're a regular listener, you've heard it here before. As a matter of fact, yes to pampering myself was founded on the principles of self-care, physical, mental, and spiritual. Now, I read a recent article regarding the research in the Journal of American Medical Association, the Journal of the American Medical Association, (laughs) and the journal uh, is a peer review, which published original research, reviews, and editorials covering all aspects of uh, biomedicine. Anyway, in this article, they talk about the science behind the things that we can do to help us live a long and healthy life. And I'm sure we all want that. 
So without further ado, let's get into it. Now, in this part one of two, longevity, a different perspective, I'll share five things that we can all do towards longevity. But keep in mind, this podcast is informational only. I'm not a medical provider, and as always, I suggest you contact your healthcare provider before making any lifestyle changes, just as I do. What I love about doing this podcast is the knowledge I impart, not only to you guys, but I'm learning as well. And for me, it's all about the why. And in my research, I discover the why, which is more beneficial. See, a lot of times we do things because we believe it's beneficial to us. Like um, they say milk is good. Okay, well, then they say milk is not good. But often we don't know why, because today I'm going to share the why. And hopefully you'll see it. Now you connect it from a different perspective. So let's go. Okay, one of the first things that the science recommends is that we go to a sauna, or we go into a sauna. The Journal of the American Medical Association did a study of more than 2,000 middle-aged men who frequent saunas over a period of 20 years. And what they concluded for those who went to the sauna on a more frequent basis, now frequent is the magic number, what is frequent, Um, that they had a lower risk of heart failure, coronary artery disease, and death than those who didn't go as much. Now, the research believes that the reason behind these results is that sweating and heat elevates your heart rate. Well, that's simple. They say it elevates it just as uh, much as it does when you exercise. Now, that's the whole purpose of going into a sauna, Um, I frequent the full service spas on uh, many of occasions and I have gone in those saunas, but I really didn't know the benefit of going in there other than I would go in there for a few minutes uh, and then I would come out. Well, if you've ever been in a sauna, then you know it's pretty intense in there. And the temperatures, they say, can range anywhere from 150 to 195 degrees in Fahrenheit. Now, when you go to a sauna, there should be a posting outside that put a disclaimer. First of all, it'll tell you what the temperature is, and it'll generally give you an idea of how long you should be in a sauna. So it's recommended that you should stay in there no more than 15 to 20 minutes because you can run the risk of dehydration. But before you implement this activity as part of your health regimen, please check with your health care provider because there could be uh, something like high blood pressure or some other disease or diagnosis that you might have that might prevent you from going into a sauna or might you might limit the amount of time that you're in there. Now, the benefit in raising your heart rate is, get this, to train your body to move oxygen and blood to your muscles more efficiently. So the next time you're at a full service spa, consider the sauna. Pre-COVID, I would go to MGM Grand Spa at least once a year with a friend. We'd get a massage. We'd do the whirlpool and the sauna. And this was very relaxing. And then we would eat at the buffet. And that's one of the things I can't wait to get back to 
when this whole COVID thing is all over. Because it was a day I would look forward to and a day I felt of uh, rejuvenating myself. And if you've never been there, then I encourage you to do it. Number two, speaking of blowing off steam, uh, is just that, blowing off steam. Now, it's been said that if we blow off steam, get mad, blow up, that it'll make you feel better. Is this a fact or a myth? Well, I would have said it's a fact because to me, when I see people get angry and then it's over with, then they say they feel better because I don't know, they got revenge or they either um, got something off their chest or whatever. But guess what the science says? The verdict is in. It's a myth. According to a 2015 study, getting really mad, and I think they're talking about really mad, comes with an increased heart risk. Evidence shows that people who have been very angry and do an outburst, have an 8.5 greater risk of having a heart attack within two hours. And a study published in 2014 found anger is especially risky for older adults, which is linked to higher levels of this inflammatory hormone called an IL-6. Now, I looked up this hormone to try to be able to explain it to you and understand its effects. But I have to tell you, it was way out of the rim of my understanding. I could not even bring myself to uh, understand what they were saying. So just know that the research shows blowing off steam isn't healthy. What they suggest is that you to... um, Breathe in, inhale and exhale, or do meditation to calm the rage and that this would actually help your heart. And I know I've done this on a couple of um, occasions. Learn self-control. If you get mad at something, tell yourself, breathe in and breathe out. Now, you might still be a little angry and it may not or, or, or help or not, but in your mind, but in your heart, it is doing good. Just keep that in mind. The third thing, which is my favorite, I love this one, um, is don't stop learning. I consider myself a lifetime student which is why I had to take this recent break from the podcast because I'm taking some classes to elevate my new adventure. In other words, I'm investing in me. According to the CDC, which is the Center for Disease Control, and I think if nobody don't know what the CDC is now with with this virus, everyone should know what those initials stand for, um, that those who have earned their bachelor's degree and beyond live about nine years longer than people who don't have a high school diploma. They state that the more education you get, the more healthier behavior you tend to adopt. And that you learn 
how to control your own health. Now, I agree, the more you know, the more you grow in all aspects of life. I'll be 65 years old in October. Yay! And looking to build a new business for my retirement years. Age ain't nothing but a number. I was 50 years old by the time I completed my MBA. And to this day, I continue to take classes or do my own thing. Try to learn something every day. So I encourage you, if the traditional classroom is inconvenient Go online and do whatever it is you have to do to level up your game. And number four, give time and money. I also love this one. Acts chapter 20 verse 35 says, In all things I have shown you that by working hard in this way we must help the weak and remember the words of the Lord Jesus how he himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Now, it's funny because I can, I can recall, um, you know, having a, a someone, a family member or whomever um, that I had to help out from time to time. And I was thinking, um, oh my goodness, I wish they stopped asking me, you know, why, why are they always asking me? And then I had a um, revelation driving into work one day. It's one of the things I miss about uh, going into the offices because often that's where some deep thinking took place in the car. But I thought about it. You know, if you flip that coin, you can either be the one in need or you can be the one that gives. And the scripture says it um, perfectly. It is more blessed to give than to receive. I would rather be the person that is always giving than the person that is always in need. So in other words, scripture says we have a responsibility to share our gifts and talents with others. A review of 40 studies on volunteering found helping others can cut the risk of early death by 22% compared with those who do not. And volunteering is linked to lower rates of depression and well-being. So interesting, though, the research suggests that stinginess breeds stress, trying to hold on to that money. In my research, I found that there was a group of women, each were given $100, and the choice was to either keep the money or donate it to a food bank. Well, I don't know what I would have did in that instance. I guess it would depend on, well, let me put it this way. Today, I would have given it to the food bank, um, but I would not frown upon someone who would not give it to the food bank because you never know um, where people are in their life. And it's possible that the person who f- was given that hundred dollars may have needed it. It might have been the difference between food on the table or medication or rent. So just because, you know, they did not give it to the food bank, I don't think um, I would have judged them. But the information is interesting because they did a brain image on these individuals. And what it revealed was those who chose charity had more brain activation in their pleasure regions of their brain than those who kept it. 
Now, it didn't give the rationale, as I just explained, behind why they may have chose to keep it versus donating it. But nonetheless, that just shows that the pleasure senses in our brains when we give of ourselves or of something to others, um, how it makes us feel, which lowers the risk. Now, I'm going to give you an example um, of self-control or... um, Again, of the one we talked about earlier about blowing off steam. I got this call from uh, my lawn service treatment company. And they were saying that they were going, it's an automatic call, that they were coming out the next day to treat my lawn for mosquitoes. Well, heck, I paid them enough money during the season just to treat the lawn and the shrubs alone. So forget the mosquitoes. When I called to cancel that service, the salesman was really nice and pleasant. I expect that. And he made me several offers, but I was adamant I wanted to cancel. But I wasn't so adamant that I wasn't open to listening to his offers because, you know, I like to make a deal. In other words, I wasn't stressed about it. So in the end, we came to an agreement where we both won. I got three treatments at $63.71 versus five treatments at $84. And when I hung up, I felt good about my decision. Now, I'm betting if I had a brain image at that moment, it would have revealed activation in the pleasure region. Now, that might not have been the case uh, years ago when I was trying to cancel a service with a cable company because they were really upsetting me because they want to know why and they kept trying to sell me. And I I explained to them that I was not interested, but they kept trying to sell. But I had to stay on the phone because I needed them to give me confirmation to disconnect the service. So that's just a lesson in managing self-control in a situation where I could have handled it differently. And so calm prevailed. And our final uh, tip on seeing things from a different perspective and longevity is phoning a friend. Wow. We live in different times now for sure where we text everything and everybody. Um, It's the new way of communicating and Unfortunately, it'll be around for a while. It started out with the young, and now there are a lot more older people who have gotten um, into the technology. Um, I agree that in some instance, it's good and it works, but it does not take the place of a phone call. Now, the research shows that strong social relationships support mental health, and that ties into better immune function according to um, a sociologist at the University of Texas. And in 2019, a national poll of healthy aging found 34% of seniors said they felt a lack of companionship and 27% said they felt isolated from others. Now, although a large number of seniors know how to use these electronics, there are still a large number who don't or simply not interested and choose not to. So I recall the good old days 
when I would be on the phone for hours talking to my friends, the relationships that you build, the stories that you share, the secrets that we told, you can't put that in a text and have the same effect. I still to this day will pick up the phone and make a phone call to certain people versus texting. To some of my aunts who I haven't seen in years, I'll drop a card every now and then who live out of state just just to let them know that you're thinking about them. Even a card to me is, is better than a text. Think about it. One day, God willing, we'll all reach a ripe old age and just hearing someone's voice will put a smile on your face. Go ahead, make a phone call to somebody today, right now. Well, may, maybe after this podcast, because you'll never know um, how you'll make their day or make them feel. So just do it. Well, that's it. Let's just do a recap. The five things that help you live a longer and healthier life is saunas, The old myth about blowing off steam, making you feel better, we now know is not the truth. Do deep breathing and meditation. Never stop learning. No matter how old you get, there's always something that you can learn. It does not have to be necessarily at an institution of higher learning. It could be something as simple as going online, taking a class, whether it's free or whether it's paid, um, but do something to stimulate your mind. It doesn't have to even be a class. It could be reading a book. It can be um, doing crossword puzzles, although I think we um, previously learned that crossword puzzles, or, or if I heard this before, don't necessarily activate the brain. So the learning process is what we want to continue to do because it's a recall of memory. Number four is giving of your time and your money. Uh, We know that volunteering at places or helping others, um, that is our responsibility according to scripture. It not only helps other individuals, but it helps us in the pleasure areas of the region of our brain. And finally, phone a friend um, to make that personal deep connection with someone uh, to make their day. And at at the end of the day, it also can benefit you as well. So that's it um, for, for this part of our podcast. In part two of Longevity, A Different Perspective, I'll share a few more tips that we can all do. And until then, stay safe and don't forget to pamper yourself. Have a great day. Oops.